0: Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today I'm sharing with you journal prompts and mindset shifts for dealing with the fear of rejection. Have you experienced the fear of rejection recently? Maybe you wanted to do something for the first time, you wanted to get out of your comfort zone or ask someone for a favor or reach out to someone, but your fear of rejection was holding you back from following through. If you can relate to that, then today's episode is for you. I want to share with you some questions that I ask my coaching clients when they struggle with the fear of rejection and also some mindset shifts and ideas to help you handle rejection. So, let's dive in. First, I want to acknowledge that getting rejected sucks. It's not a nice feeling. No one loves getting rejected. I know that we've all heard that quote, rejection is redirection or... Rejection is the sign from the universe that that thing is not meant for you. You know, all those quotes that try to make us feel better, that try to make us feel good about getting rejected and feel grateful for it and be like, oh my God, yes, I'm actually so glad that I got rejected. And yeah, you will get to that. But in the moment when you get rejected, it sucks. It's not a nice feeling. You hate it. Maybe you feel embarrassed, or you feel shame, or you feel guilt, and you're like, oh my God, I never want to do this again. So let's acknowledge that feeling that and thinking that in the beginning, it is completely normal. It's normal. Nothing is wrong with you if you feel bad about getting rejected. It's not a nice feeling. No one likes it. And let's just acknowledge that. I also want to say that you can't dictate other people's behaviors. You can never dictate other people's behaviors, what are they going to do, how they are going to react. That is not your responsibility. You can do your best and still get rejected. You can write the best email. You can write the best message. You can write the best sales page or prepare the best speech or ask for a favor in the nicest way possible and still get rejected. Why? Because other people are responsible for their own actions. No matter what you do, you can still get rejected. So, what you need to do is you need to focus on yourself. You need to build stability within yourself so that whether or not you get rejected, it doesn't affect the way that you see yourself, and it doesn't affect your next step. Because Sometimes what happens is that you get rejected and you quit. You ask one person for something, they say no, and you quit. You're like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I never want to repeat this feeling again. So you quit. And what you need to do is you need to build safety and stability within yourself so that even if one person rejects you, you can still move on. You can still be in this mindset of, I am still a powerful woman, and I'm still going to do what's required of me in order to achieve my goal. And this rejection is just a moment that is now in my past, but I'm focused on creating my desired future. So you're not fighting with your past. You're not fighting with that moment of rejection that happened a few days ago or a few years ago. No, you're focused on creating your desired future. You acknowledge that, yeah, it sucked. Getting rejected sucked. But you have this safety and stability within yourself, which allows you to move on. And you can be in this mindset of, I'm not going to entertain the frequency of that rejection. I'm not going to stay in that and complain about that and be like, oh my God, it was the worst thing ever. No, I am moving forward. I have dealt with that. Then I have processed my emotions. But now it's time for me to manage my mind and to not let my past impact my future. Because you don't have to make your past mean anything about your future. You don't have to make that rejection that happened a few days or a few years ago make anything about your potential, about what you can create in your future. It can just be the moment in your past and you can move forward. So that's what's important. Instead of being in this fear of, oh my God, what if they reject me? What if this happens? What if that happens? Know that you can't dictate other people's behavior. You can do your best and still get rejected. So you need to build stability within yourself and don't reject yourself. I want you to remember that your boyfriend can reject you, your partner, your parents can reject you, your kids can reject you. Your best friend, your colleagues, your boss can reject you. But don't reject yourself and don't hold yourself back from going after what you want. That's that stability and safety that I'm talking about. Not rejecting yourself in spite of what happened in your past or in spite of the insecurities and limiting beliefs and fears that are coming up. Don't reject yourself. So now I want to share with you some questions that I love asking my clients when they come to me with this fear of rejection. So let's say you want to do something and you're afraid of getting rejected. And I want you to imagine that scenario. You want to do something, but you're afraid of getting rejected. And we have a conversation and we're talking about it. And what I would say to you is, so you get rejected, then what? I know, that's the worst case scenario. You get rejected. But then what? Imagine that scenario in the future. A few days from now, you want to do something, you're afraid of getting rejected. So, let's say that you do get rejected. Then what? What's going to happen if you get rejected? And yeah, you will feel embarrassed. Maybe you're going to feel a lot of shame or guilt or disappointment in yourself. But when it comes to the actual result, what's going to happen if you get rejected? Most often, the answer is nothing. That's the worst case scenario. Nothing is going to happen. And you'll be right where you are right now. You ask someone for a favor, or you reach out to someone, or whatever that is. You do it, you get rejected, and you are right where you are right now. So nothing is going to happen. But the best case scenario, on the other hand, is you are going to get a step closer to your goal. So what energy are you going to entertain? Are you going to stay in this mindset of, oh my God, what if I get rejected? What if this happens? What if that happens? Or are you going to be in this energy of, you know what? What if it works out? How amazing would that be? And that mindset is going to propel you to then take action. And what happens is that we are afraid of the emotions coming up. We are afraid of what someone else is going to think. Imagine getting rejected in front of your colleagues or in front of your friends or family. It's like, oh my God, what will they think? What if we embarrass ourselves in front of someone else? We are afraid of that emotion, We are afraid of dealing with that emotion and if we are going to have the capacity to deal with that emotion. And what if we start crying in front of that person? What if we feel so disappointed and so embarrassed in ourselves that we just quit? So what we do instead is we quit even before. We reject ourselves before we even give someone else the opportunity to reject us. So that's what I was saying a few minutes earlier. Don't reject yourself. Know that you can do your best and still get rejected. Don't attach yourself to the outcome. Because what someone else is going to do, it has nothing to do with you. It is their choice. They are choosing their actions, the same way that you are choosing your actions. So are you going to move forward in the direction of your goal? Or are you going to hold yourself back because you are afraid of some emotions? You are afraid of what someone else is going to think? You are afraid of embarrassing yourself? What are you choosing? And the next question that I absolutely love to ask my clients is, what are you going to make the rejection mean about yourself? And this is the big one. I love it. It can be applied to a lot of things. Let's say that you are afraid of failure. Okay, what are you going to make that failure mean about yourself? But right now we are talking about rejection. So what are you going to make the rejection mean about yourself? The thing is that we would rather stay in our comfort zone than face rejection and feel embarrassed, feel like we're not good enough, feel like we're stupid for even trying and disappointed in ourselves. We would rather stay in our comfort zone than face all of those things that sound awful at first. No one wants to feel embarrassed. No one wants to face rejection. No one wants to feel like they're not good enough or like they're stupid for even trying. So we stay in our comfort zone where we are safe. And I want to share with you a personal experience. Recently, I asked five women for an interview on my podcast, and I want to share with you my experience and the statistics, because not everyone said yes. There were some rejections. So I asked five women for an interview on my podcast, and two said yes. Both interviews are already recorded and uploaded. I absolutely love those interviews. One is with Katrin Berndt, and the other one is with Lauren Tamayo. They were like, immediate yes. Then I got two, not right now, So, one told me that she'd love to be on my podcast and to touch base again in January because she's traveling currently, and the other will let me know later this month when her schedule clears out. So, it's like, not right now. And one was, no reply. And previously, when I reached out to someone for an interview or a collaboration of sorts, and they wouldn't reply, I used to think thoughts like, well, they probably think that my podcast audience is not large enough, so they don't want to waste their time. And I've had this podcast for more than two years, and I've been reaching out sometimes for an interview for more than two years. And I also thought thoughts like, well, I probably wrote a lousy email that wasn't compelling enough for them to say yes. Because I always reach out via email, I introduce myself, my podcast, what I imagine the interview to look like what topics I want to cover, and stuff like that. So I would think like, well, my email writing skills are not good enough, or my podcast is not good enough, or it's not niche enough, because sometimes I even reached out to people in human design industry, and there were people saying yes, and they were people rejecting me. And I was like, hmm, maybe they don't want to be on this podcast, because this is not just human design podcast, and stuff like that. So I would think thoughts that go in the self-doubt category. I was like, well, something is wrong with me. I am not good enough. My podcast is not good enough. My email writing skills are not good enough. I used to make it mean something about myself. And now, on the other hand, when I get a no or there's no reply, I just move on. And I'm like, okay, not a big deal. The thing is that I don't make it mean anything about me, my podcast, my potential, my email writing skills, or them. I don't make it mean anything. It's just a neutral circumstance. Someone said a no, or they didn't even reply, or it's not right now. That's fine. Not a big deal. So, think for yourself, what are you making the rejection mean about yourself, What are you making the rejection mean about your potential? All those rejections didn't hold me back from moving on with my podcast, from still creating content, from still doing the thing, from still reaching out to people. I know, I know people are going to say no. Not everyone is going to say yes, and I am completely okay with that. And that's the thing. I am still doing this podcast. I didn't make it mean like, oh my God, maybe I'm just not meant to be doing interviews. Oh my God, maybe I'm just not meant to have a podcast. No. What are you making it mean about whether or not something is meant for you? This is a big one because sometimes when my clients experience rejection or some other type of obstacle, they say to me, well, maybe that's just not meant for me. Maybe I'm not meant to be doing that. And it's like, no, it's not God. It's not universe holding you back and telling you, you're not meant to be doing this. You're not meant for something. No, you get to decide what's meant for you. And when you decide something is meant for you, you don't stop in spite of the obstacles or rejections that happen on the way. You decide if something is meant for you. You make that decision. You make that choice. You are the one taking action. You are the one thinking your thoughts. You are the one processing your emotions. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You can do your best and still get rejected. So it's not that something is not meant for you. No, it just happened. And you do not stop in spite of that obstacle, in spite of that rejection. When you decide that something is meant for you, You go towards it. And another question that I love asking my clients is, what are you making it mean about the world or the person or people in general? Because when you get rejected, your immediate thoughts might sound something like, well, no one wants what I have to offer. Let's say you have your own business, you have some offers, products, services, no one is signing up. And you're like, no one wants what I have to offer. So what are you making it mean about the world? You're seeing the entire world as like, well, no one in this world wants what I have to offer because X, Y, Z, because of a certain rejection. Or maybe you make it mean that it's easier for others. You think that other people don't experience rejection. And I had a client telling me, it's easier for others. She was dealing with this mindset like, it's easier for others others don't get rejected, and it's this victim mentality. And as long as you think that it's easier for others, or no one wants what you have to offer, as long as you're in that mindset, as long as you're blaming someone else, or projecting that one rejection onto the entire world, you get to avoid taking action. So it's convenient. It's amazing to think it's easier for others, no one wants this. Because as long as you're thinking that, you're not going to give it your all. You don't have to take action because, well, obviously, I'm going to fail. And also thinking thoughts like, the world is a tough place for me. Or let's say that you have some relationship goals, you want to be in a relationship or whatever, and you think to yourself, all the good guys are already taken. Well, if you think that, then you're not going to put yourself out there you're not going to believe in your potential, in your desired future. You're going to stay stuck in this mindset of all the good guys are already taken and I can just quit. Or maybe thoughts like people in this country are too XYZ or my family is always too XYZ about me or my job or my relationships. Or maybe thoughts about your boss and thinking thoughts like my boss never wants to see me as XYZ. But I want to challenge your perspective here for a moment, and I want to ask you, is that actually a fact? Or are you collecting evidence to support your fear of rejection so that you get to stay in your comfort zone and avoid taking action? So, which one is it? Is it a fact that no one wants what you have to offer? Is it a fact that it's always, everything is always easier for others. Is it a fact that all the good guys are already taken? Or whatever belief you have, whatever you're making that rejection mean about the world or that person or people in general, is that actually a fact? Or are you collecting evidence to support your fear of rejection so that you get to stay in your comfort zone And avoid taking action. And when you get rejected, your immediate thoughts come to your mind by themselves. It's just what you're used to think it comes by itself. So in the beginning, it's difficult to change your immediate, in-the-moment thoughts. You get rejected and you're like, oh my god, I hate this. This is awful. You feel embarrassed. You are making it mean something about yourself. Those are in-the-moment thoughts what you're thinking for the first 30 seconds, one minute, you know, that moment when you get rejected, your immediate thoughts. But you can manage your mind to choose what you're going to think next and where are you going to go from that initial thought. So you can come home when you get rejected, it's awful, you feel embarrassed. You can come home, sit with yourself, process what happened, process your emotions, manage your mind around what are you making it mean about you or about that person or about your potential. Manage your mind because what you make things mean will always determine if you're going to hold yourself back or take action in spite of fear or worry or insecurities or limiting beliefs. And you don't have to overcome your fear of rejection. But in order to grow and take action, you need to be able to deal with and manage that fear when it shows up. And prepare your thoughts ahead of time, which I love doing with my clients, preparing their thoughts and preparing their emotions ahead of time. Because right now, like we know the next time you get rejected, you're not going to feel amazing. You can already prepare for that emotion. You can already prepare how are you going to handle that emotion. In my coaching, it's not about best case scenario. You're going to do amazing. You're not going to get rejected. Everything is going to turn out great. No, because as I've said, you can do your best and still get rejected. So you need to prepare for the emotions that may come up. Or let's say that sometimes my client expects that they're not going to feel 100% confident when they need to do something. I'm like, okay, let's prepare for that. Because if you don't prepare for your emotions ahead of time, or if you don't prepare your thoughts ahead of time, what's going to happen is that you're going to be in that moment a few days from now where you're going to get to decide, are you going to take action or not? And if you're still having your previous emotions and thoughts, if you're like, oh my god, but what if I'm not going to be able to make it? What if this happens? What if that happens? Then you're going to quit. You're not going to take action because you're going to give in to that fear and insecurity. So if you prepare your thoughts ahead of time, and if you prepare for your emotions ahead of time, then you can expect that in the moment... You're not going to feel 100% confident about getting outside of your comfort zone, but you're going to be able to deal with that because you have prepared for that. And that's why coaching is so powerful. It's like, how many times did you want to do something and you were excited and you were like, yes, oh my God, it's going to turn out amazing. I'm so excited. It's going to be the best thing ever. And then right before actually doing it, you talk yourself out of taking action. And you don't follow through. And that's because you didn't prepare for that emotion and for those thoughts that come up in the moment when you're about to take action. And that's one of the things that I do with my clients. We prepare for those limiting beliefs and insecurities that we expect are going to come up in the moment. For example, let's say that you have to have a presentation in front of your colleagues, and you're like, oh my god, but my public speaking is not the best, I don't feel 100% confident. And it's like, okay, well, let's prepare for that. Now that you have this awareness, you know what's normally holding you back, you know your usual, your dominant insecurities and limiting beliefs, fears, and worries, okay, let's prepare for that. My coaching is not like, okay, let's do some affirmations, you're going to do amazing, it's going to be amazing. No let's acknowledge the actual problem, let's acknowledge what's holding you back, let's acknowledge those limiting beliefs, insecurities, and fears, so that you can work through them, so that you don't stop when that limiting belief shows up the next time. And acknowledgement and awareness is so important. It's not about fake it till you make it or convincing yourself in some quotes or affirmations and bypassing the actual work. No, it is working through what's holding you back and not avoiding that, not pretending like everything is amazing. No, you're human. We all have limiting beliefs. We all have fears and insecurities. But the difference is in how we are dealing with them are you going to let those limiting beliefs and fears hold you back? Or are you going to work through them so that you can create your desired future in spite of those limiting beliefs, insecurities, and fears? So if this episode resonated with you, and if you like this approach, then my one-on-one coaching program is for you. In my one-on-one program, I help women like you deal with and overcome their limiting beliefs, insecurities and fears that hold them back so they can finally show up confidently and take action to achieve what matters to them. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to join my coaching program. You can book your free consultation with the link in the show notes or go to laivana.com slash coaching and I will meet you there. That is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. Have an amazing day, everyone, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!